Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Three and Out Podcast, episode 29. I am your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined for the second time this season on the podcast, my good friend, Miss Amber Smith. How you doing here tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. No complaints at all. No complaints whatsoever. So we're here to talk some football. A lot of different topics to discuss here tonight on the football side of things. Are you ready to get started, Amber? I am. And thanks for having me again. Oh, no problem. No no problem at all. Always a pleasure to have you on here to talk some football. So we're going to start things off a little differently here today night. We're going to start here talking some um, college college football. We had the national uh, championship game that took place last night between Alabama and Georgia. Um, Georgia Georgia Bulldogs, they 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 won it. I believe the final score was, I want to say it was 33. Let me just let me double check this. It was 33 to 18, I believe the final score was. Is that correct? Am I getting that right? Let me see. Yes. I know they won. <laughs> yeah, 33-18. was the score. You had uh, good old Nick Saban going against uh, Kirby Smart. They actually got history together. Um, they worked together in Alabama, and then when um, Nick Saban was in the NFL, he um, with the Dolphins, he was working under him as well. I believe he was like his defensive coordinator over there. He was a um, um, Assistant head coach and defensive coordinator with him in um, Alabama as well. So kind of interesting matchup here, uh, coaching matchup here. But um, how how you feel about this um, win for the Georgia Bulldogs? I actually appreciated this win. I was hoping Georgia would win because Alabama and LSU have a major rival. So ah. I never. So, you know, with me being an LSU Tiger, I was not, I was not roll tied. Yes. <laughs> I can respect that. I can to- I can totally respect that. You had your had your reasons for not rooting for Alabama. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was a pretty and, good. I mean, Georgia. I mean, Georgia. They've had a pretty solid, solid season, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, this, like I said, I think at halftime it was like nine to six, and then they held Alabama to only eighteen points. That's pretty. That's pretty good for um on the Georgia Bulldogs side. So hats off to them. They finished the season uh, with a fourteen and one record, and Alabama was thirteen and. 13 and 2. Um, Bennett, the quarterback for Georgia, he was 17 for 26 for 224 yards and two touchdowns. Um, White, the running back, had 30, um, th- not 30, 13 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty, it seemed like it was a pretty, pretty good game overall. Yeah, it was like once UGA scored that first touchdown, they were rolling. And, um, like they put put them ahead of Georgia that first touchdown that put them ahead of them, it, it they just you know they just kept running that ball. Yeah, and it was for it was just hard for Alabama to just you know turn the tide, I guess, pun intended. So <laughs> <laughs> they just you know they got close, but Georgia just you know kept trucking ahead so 
it just was a it was a good game like just it was just a good game and it was clean too and you know that's always a good thing because usually sometimes things can get a little out of hand and you know you know, sometimes, you know, calls, you know, the refs, you know, the calls that they make, sometimes they're questionable, but mm. I thought overall pretty clean game. So it was a good game. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good to hear. Like I said, it's nice to see somebody different. Cause we've always seen Alabama. They always seem to be playing in the title game or we've seen Clemson in the game, title game a lot. So it's nice to get some, get, get some new blood in this. See, see a different team. And I'm, sure was, Alabama, and I'm sure Alabama will be back. Oh, yeah. I, I was just thinking that, like, Alabama just wins too much. It's nice to see another team. And not only that, Alabama, I mean, not Alabama, but Georgia had to beat Michigan in order to play Alabama in the championship. And you already know how I feel about Michigan. So, yes. you did that's like back-to-back victories that I was hoping for that UGA would win. So <laughs> they beat both the rivals. They beat Michigan State's rival and Michigan, and they beat LSU's rival in um, Alabama. Of course, Michigan and Michigan State, that's an in-state rival. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, LSU and um, Alabama. But, you know, when you're a Spartan, you really feel that rivalry. Mm-hmm. I can imagine you. You definitely, definitely feel it. It, it, it hits close. It hits close to home for you on that one. Oh, very close, very close. Because you know they're both my schools. So because mm-hmm. you know, I graduated from one, and I'm about to graduate from the other. So it was, you know, very nice. This has been a very nice bowl season. Even with Michigan State, even though you know they had a New Year's Six Bowl, which they won too, but you know I know we're talking about um, UGA and Alabama, but it was just overall a good. It was a good bowl season, a good football season in college for me. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, like I said, now we can you now who did um, who did Michigan State play? Who did who did they play in the bowl game? Who did they beat? They beat Pittsburgh. Oh, oh, nice. And their head coach, Pittsburgh's head coach, used to um, be the defensive coordinator at Michigan State. Oh, nice. Didn't know that. See, I'm learning something here new, new tonight. Oh, yeah. Because he coached under Mark D'Antonio, who you know is the immediate past head coach, mm-hmm. and um, who was the coach um, before Mel Tucker. Pat Narduzzi, who's the head coach of Pitt, was Mark D'Antonio's defensive coordinator for a few years. And then he got the job at Pittsburgh. Nice, nice. Very, very cool. Like I said, I, I, follow, I follow a little bit of college football. Like I said, like during bowl season or if it's like a team that's really hot or a certain player or something, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll catch a game here and there. I'm not a huge college football fan, but definitely when it comes to like the championship games, I always like to see, you know, who wins. Because it's, it's exciting, especially like I said, you get to meet big schools, you know, the Alabamas, the LSUs, you're getting them in there on a regular basis, and you'll see some of the next potential people that are going to be going to the NFL. So it's an, it's an exciting time. It, it really is. This this time of the season, you know, this bowl season, it's always very it's, it's an exciting time in college football. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But anything else on that before we move on? Anything else? Um, 
Um, that's it. All right, so let's hop over to the NFL side of things. So, um, coming toward the end of the season, before we get into the actual, um, like the final week, that week um, 18 and everything, we currently have seven coaching vacancies, seven um, coaches that have been fired. So, there'll be seven uh, jobs up for grabs this offseason. Uh, just announced today, the Giants, they fired uh, Joe Judge. His coaching position. This was a big surprise for a lot of people. Uh, Brian Flores from the Dolphins was fired, which is because the Dolphins, like I said, they were close to the playoffs last year and close to the playoffs again this year. They've actually had back-to-back win seasons, and they fired uh, Brian Flores. So I'm sure he'll be a hot candidate um, for one of these openings. Hopefully, um, the Vikings fired Mike Zimmer. Uh, the Bears fired Matt Nagy. Uh, the Broncos fired Vic Vandrigo. Uh, let's see. Of course, the whole situation with the Raiders and John Gruden. That job is open. And the whole situation with Urban Myers. So the Jaguars, Raiders, Broncos, Bears, Vikings, Dolphins, and the New York Giants jobs are all up for grabs. Um, how, do you, how, do, how do you feel about this? Well, before I get into it, I have a question about the um, head coaching vacancy in um, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach that just got fired, did he come in after um, Tom Coughlin? Was he the one? Who, like, has he been there that long? Oh, no. they had. I forgot the guy's name. There was somebody bef- um, that was in there before that came in after Coughlin and then I think Judge came in. I forgot, I forgot. I can't remember the guy's name, but there was somebody that went between Coughlin and um, this uh, Joe Judge guy. There was somebody I can't. I can't remember the guy's name, but there was another, there was another coach in there between him. Okay, I couldn't remember, and I wasn't sure. Yeah, you're right. There was. I can't, um, I can't think of the guy's name. And back and look it up while you're uh, thinking that. But there was somebody in between there, so it wasn't just Coughlin and then Joe Judge. They had they had that. I think they might have went to a couple of different coaches actually. But, no, but there was somebody else, definitely else in between there. Oh, well, then it's not too surprising then. I wasn't – yeah, that's not surprising because the Giants have just – they've been on a decline for a while. And really I think have. they just need – they – I guess they're just not finding the right person, you know, the, mm-hmm. the right match. They still need to find that match, that good match. For mm-hmm. Minnesota, my needed to go, in my opinion. I'm sorry. He needed to go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you there. Because the fact, the fact they have talent on that team, they just they just can't seem to get over the offensive like. Exactly. There's no reason why they shouldn't have been able to, you know, get at least to a divisional championship, in my, in my opinion, because they have that talent. They've had that talent for years. Even going back to, like, when Brett Favre was with them and got mm-hmm. them to the last, last time that they got. Mm-hmm. to the NFC championship, they've had pretty consistent talent. So it, you know, I think that this one is a case of where, like, you make a change in the coach, not necessarily the players, because the players are delivering and they just need that guidance. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. I definitely see your point there. 
And the guy that was um there before um Joe Judge, he's actually actually he's a Michigan uh he's a, that. he's a Michigan State guy. He's um name was uh Pat Schumer. I've heard that name before. Pat mm-hmm. Schumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and he he played for them too. He was a what position he played? He was Oh no. He he coached it. He was a um grad assistant coach and then he was a tight ends and offensive line coach for them. Oh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Very true. But like I said, the one that surprised me the most was the um, Flores signing because the Dolphins seemed to be they were seemed like they were heading in the right direction. They had started off kind of bad, and then they won like seven in a row. They beat the Ravens, they beat the Patriots in there, and like were like this close, just like last year, they were very close, maybe like a game or so away from making making the playoffs. So I'm that one. That one, that one really shocked me. So I think, I think Flores, I think he's definitely going to get one of these. At least I hope so. I think he's going to definitely get one of these other um, um, six openings. I think he's going to definitely be a candidate for one of these other jobs. I feel. I mean, from what I was gathering, I thought Miami was doing pretty good. They were, they were. So, like I said, they, they. I think they lost their last game, but they had won like seven in a row. They would seem like they were heading in the right direction, but. I think it's a lot of stuff up in the front office. I'm like, I don't know if they really believe in Tua. Some people say they weren't trying to get Deshaun Watson. So it's 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 a lot. It's a lot going on over there. It's a lot of a lot of turmoil. I think up in the front office, it's kind of helping. That's kind of preventing them from, I guess, taking ultimately taking that next step. I see. Yeah, I I get that. Mm-hmm. And I think the the Jacksonville job is going to be interesting because I've heard that um, Byron Leftwich, um, this one, the, this the offensive coordinator over with the um, Bucks, would be a potential candidate, and he obviously played there, so that would be an interesting uh, move. And um, I think they said Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator over there, they said his name is in the mix. Um, I've heard a couple of other potential candidates. Um, what's his name? He used to be with the Eagles. Uh, Doug Peterson, he could be in the mix for one of these jobs. So it's going to be very interesting to see who lands lands in these spots. Because every year, it's always at the end of the season. They, um, you see these firings and everything. And you try to end up seeing like who's going to end up getting one of these coaching jobs. I hope, um, what's his name, um, Eric Benamy from the Chiefs, their offensive coordinator. I hope he gets one of these opportunities too. Because he's been kind of passed over the last few years. I hope he gets the opportunity to, to be a head coach. I say every, you know, I say every coach deserves a chance. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of these coordinators and everything, some of these people that come from college and everything, I mean, you don't know if you don't give these people an opportunity. At least give them a shot, and if they don't work out, you can move on from them. But at least give them an opportunity to prove what they can do. Because some, some people that can turn from being a coordinator, offensive or defensive coordinator, can turn out to be a pretty good head coach. Some people are just good at, you know, being a coordinator, there's nothing wrong with that. Calling plays, you know, on the defensive side, on the offensive side, or special teams and everything. Some people are just better in that role, but you never know unless you give somebody an opportunity. Like I'm always, you know, giving somebody, giving somebody a chance to see what they can do, see what they can ultimately do with their um um position. Yep, I can. Yeah, I, I just. I just hope that 
Like there are a lot of coaching vacancies right now. Mm-hmm. There's like six, right? It's seven with the Giants' that's, that's job. A lot. It's seven. It's seven. It's seven right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven, okay. And that's a lot for one season. It is. And I hope that they use this opportunity to diversify the coaching field. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. I hope that they, you know, because um, that it's called called the the Rami rule. Rami rule. Oh no, or, the, um, the, Rooney, the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule. Rooney rule. Right, the Rooney rule. I just hope that they exercise that. I don't think the NFL is the best at that, and I hope that mm-hmm. they do better at that. And I hope that this is the year that they, you know. Choose to do better with that. Yeah, absolutely. Just absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah, the, the diversity, diversity is is huge when it comes to that. So, like I say, but it's, it makes me happy hearing Flores' name out there, hearing Byron Leftwich, hearing Todd Bowles, hearing these different ones. And it was somebody, um, I think he was with the Patriots. There was another um, African-American candidate that um, was, they said they mentioned his name as well. I can't remember his name, but. He came from, I believe he came from the Patriots, so we'll we'll see. And like and Eric Benemy from the um, Chiefs, he's another one that I'm sure would um, get his name in the mix as well. So we'll 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 see what happens with these vacancies. These are some, you know, at least some, I think the Dolphins' job is good. I think the Vikings' job is good. Uh, Jacksonville, you got Trevor Lawrence over there, you know, top pick over there. So you, the, um, the Raiders' job, I mean, they're in the playoffs right now. Uh, with Derek Carr and the crew over there, I mean, all the turmoil and stuff that they went through this year, they still, you know, were able to make the playoffs. So these are these are not. I think the, probably the Giants' jobs might be the worst of all of these, but these other jobs are not bad jobs. They're really not. They aren't. I mean, there's whoever gets each of these positions are going to have an opportunity, a big opportunity to make a difference in their for in their respective organizations. Absolutely, absolutely. And kind of um transitioning a little bit because um they announced like the draft order for the um top eleven picks. I think the remaining picks, I think based off like how the playoffs play out and everything will determine the next spots. But um Jacksonville once again they have the number one pick, Detroit picking number two, Houston is number three um, the Jets is number four. Giants, they have two picks. They have the fifth and the seventh pick. Carolina picks six. Atlanta picks eight. Denver picks nine. Um, Jets, oh, the Jets got two picks, too. They got um, the fourth and the tenth pick. And, of course, our guys here in Washington have the eleventh pick. So, if you're, like, you know, get the Jacksonville job, you got the number one pick. You got the Giants job. You got two first-round picks. You got the Denver job. You got the number number nine pick so that's 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 a plus a plus too you come in and they can get a top draft pick get a top player fill a void on the team so definitely that's a good selling point for one of these potential head coaching uh, candidates as well yeah and the worst teams needed it the most they got the top picks and they're the ones who needed it the most so good for them Mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm all for that and especially like i said the giants and the um yes they got um Two first round picks, so that's hey, you never know. I always say the draft is a big gamble anyway, but it's always good to see some of these young, 
talents come to the NFL and see how they flourish, you know, make that transition from the college game to the pro game. So we, sh- we shall see. Like I say, good coaching jobs out there. And like I say, some of these teams, like I said, your Jacksonville's, you know, your um, Denver's and everything, you get one of these jobs, you're going to get a top pick. You get a, get a young prophet that you can come in there and, and develop. And hopefully some teams, hint, hint, will not mess up their picks and draft up and draft down for so many years. Hopefully they know what they're doing, hint, hint. Yes. Oh, yes. I I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But um, anything else on that before we move on? Yeah. And then you... And you did, and then you don't get your first round pick. Like that would not be cool, and that would not make sense. No, it would. It would not. It would definitely, definitely would not. But um, next topic of discussion: this whole fiasco with Antonio Brown. I mean, it seems like wherever this guy goes, there's drama. We saw it in Pittsburgh. We saw it with the Raiders. We saw it for a brief time in with the Patriots. Now we're seeing it with Tampa Bay. We saw him in that game against the Jets. Him on the sideline, you know, taking off his shoulder pads and everything, throwing stuff up into the crowd and doing jumping jacks as he goes off the field, jogging off the field. Because they told him, you know, to come back into the game, and he refused. He was saying he was hurt. You know, it was his ankle and everything. They were trying to calm him down on the sidelines. They eventually release him. Then he goes on this podcast talking all this stuff about, you know, his relationship with Brady and, you know, that it was, like, not really his boy. And then talking about Bruce Arians. And it's, it's, it's just been just nothing but a mess. I mean... Antonio Brown is one of the most talented receivers I've ever seen play. I mean, the guy can do it all. He's a phenomenal talent, great route runner, great hands. The man can do it all. But you get to the point where you're like, is he really worth the headache? Is he really worth the trouble? I mean, he, he's one of those guys that doesn't want to seem to take any accountability whatsoever for his actions. It's everybody else's problem. In Pittsburgh, it was Big Ben. But it was the Raiders, he had problems with John Gruden and the people in the front office. With the Patriots, there was issues, you know, and um, with Robert Kraft. And now he's, you know, Tom Brady was supposed to be his boy. Now he's turning on him and turning on Bruce Aarons. And I'm just like, enough is enough. I'm just so sick of this whole Antonio Brown situation. And he put out a rap song that he was photographed with Kanye West. He was at the Nets game. And it's just like, Nothing but drama with this guy. So, let me get your thoughts. How do you feel about Antonio Brown and this whole situation that's played out over these past couple of weeks? Well, I tried to reserve judgment, and I'm still trying to reserve judgment because the whole thing is so confusing. Like it is. It's very much. How do you even come on? You hear Antonio Brown say one thing, like. Pretty much, he said, F it through his words and his actions. Mm-hmm. You know, figuratively speaking, not literally. Like, he didn't literally say that. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, the coach saying, this happened. I've never seen anything like this 
for my life, blah, blah, blah. Tom Brady was saying, you know, I just, you know, I hope he's okay. And then, you know, they were alluding to mental illness and things like that. Then Antonio Brown, and then Antonio Brown was saying that he wasn't well. He had his ankle. They were trying to play him when he was telling them that he wasn't well enough to play. And then he was showing text messages to, you know, support his claim. Mm -hmm. And, And then today I was reading an article that was saying that he pretty much said about the whole, you know, taking his shirt off, throwing shoulder pads into the stands and things like that. He's pretty much saying now, yeah, that wasn't very professional. Like, I probably didn't need to do that. Which is obvious. Like, yeah, no kidding. But it just goes, oh, that there's so much stuff coming out about it. And I wonder if either side can walk away blameless from this. My answer would be no. There's definitely blame on Antonio Brown's side on the way, you know, he probably handled his decorum that day when he walked off. But if he really wasn't well and he spoke up and said something and they played him anyway, then there's fault on the coach's end and on, you know, the organization's end as well. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, if if what he was saying is actually true, there's definitely blame on both sides. But also, too, we've seen how he's acted in different different positions through different situations. Like I said, when he was with the Steelers, when he was with the Raiders, so his credibility is suspect to an extent. I don't want to fully say he's, you know, everything that's coming out of his mouth is a complete lie. There could be some substance and truth to what he's saying. But you got to look at the source, too, and look at his track record as well. Is he really somebody that we can fully trust and believe? I mean, like I if said, if, if this stuff is really true, then, yeah, there's definitely blame on both sides. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people with a better track record would probably get the benefit of the doubt, but then, you know, knowing his history and everything, you're a little suspect with some of the stuff. But like I say, it's, it's all just very, very confusing because you get to the point like, okay, you don't know what to actually believe. It's a lot of stuff going on here, but at the end of the day, it's just, and this, I find it very interesting that he like backtracked because I, because I heard that as well. Like he was saying, like, oh, yo, maybe I shouldn't, have, maybe I shouldn't have did that. Oh uh, no, you, you shouldn't have. That's very unprofessional. Imagine like me and you like going to, to our job, and we're dissatisfied with something, and we just you know act out in a way like like he did. There, there's, there's just, there's just no way that that would, that would go over. We'd be able to keep employment. Trust me, that would or, or it, most people in regular, you know, regular jobs, you wouldn't be able to get away with stuff like that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said our employers would not be having it. No, oh, hey, and then I'm telling you, there's no way people like you and me or any anybody in that matter could go to their job and act out the way they do and expect to still have a job. No, 
no matter what was going on, because there's a certain amount of decorum and a certain amount of professionalism, even if something is not going in your favor of handling the situations instead of acting out in the way that that, that he did. Even if, like I say, even if things are not going your way and in your favor, acting out the way Antonio Brown did is highly unprofessional. And, it, and, and for, like I said, people, for everyday average Joe, if they went through the job and acted like that, there's no way that you, that, that you would remain employed with that company. And I do not condone that. Let me be very clear. I do not condone Antonio Brown's behavior that mm-hmm. he presents on live television for everybody to see and millions of people to see via television. Mm-hmm. However, I would look at the days, weeks, and even months before that. This team signed a player that has a history of being problematic or having problems follow him from team to team to team. I wonder if they sat him down prior to him signing that contract and said, look, the buck stops here with us. The buck stops with the bucks. Pretty the buck much. With the buck. Mm-hmm. You cannot have any trouble while you're with us. We're not having it. And I wonder if they talked to him about probably not necessarily the detail of the problems that he had with other teams, but just to, you know, get an idea of, you know, what his thoughts are now, you know, you know, in terms of him processing what happened, what didn't happen, whatever it was, and learning the lessons and going forward. I wonder if they had a conversation with him about that. I'm sure they probably did, because a couple of things, because the contract that he signed with them had a lot of incentives and stuff in it as far as, you know, okay, you have to do certain things, or if you, I guess, like, basically, like, a no zero tolerance type of thing as far as, like, his behavior and stuff. Because first off, Bruce Arians didn't want him on the team from the get-go. The main reason he was on that team was because of Tom Brady. I mean, when he was going through all of that drama and all on the field, off the field stuff, Tom Brady was one of the ones that stood by him. That's one of the reasons he came to New England. And also, too, he had the man staying at his house with his wife and kids and everything. He trusted that man enough to have him stay at his house. You're not just having anybody just come and stay at your house like that. And for him to kind of I don't want to say sell out, but to kind of turn on him <laughs> yeah. like that is just, it's just not right. It's just not right. Because he kept saying, like, you know, they, you know, only reason you got me here, one of the things you said on that podcast, you're saying one of the reasons you got me here is because, you know, you wanted to um, win a Super Bowl. He said Gronk was his boy, but look at the contract he had. Look at the contract I had. Why, why am I not getting the same thing? You're not getting the same type of contract as Gronk is because of your behavior in your past. That's why you're not getting the same contract and money. Is what Gronkowski is getting. So it's 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 just a it's just a lot of it's 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 it's, it's so much to this story. It really really is. And like I said, for him to turn on top, you stay you stayed at that man's house, and this is how you act. Like, come on, dude. 
but teams still keep take, but teams keep taking a chance on them. Like, do you see that? Like, they, they still are. keep. They, they really are. They really are. And, but I think this could be very well be the last straw. I don't. Unless a team gets really, really desperate or something like that, or he goes to like the Arena League and one of these other leagues outside of the NFL and really kills it. But I don't. I don't see nobody else really signing him. You never know. You never say never. But just with all this drama, I. Don't, I don't care how talented he is. I don't think he's worth the headache at this point. He's really not. There's four different teams, and all the teams there's an issue with him. You get, you get. If it, if it was one team and he had an incident, I said, okay, you know, maybe you can look at it a little different. But you go to four different teams, and there's drama on all four teams. That's that's you got to start looking at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, you know, maybe it's not all just the team or the players and everything. You got to look at the mirror and say, hey, maybe it's you, Antonio Brown. He doesn't seem to want to have any accountability whatsoever for his actions, it seems. It's just unfortunate. It really it, is, because he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great talent, an extremely great talent. But one of the things, it was one of the funny memes that I saw online, because everybody talks about you know, the whole Madden, Madden curse on the, on the Madden video game. And they were talking about like um, I think it was one of them said you know reasons that um didn't see any curse with Patrick because Patrick Mahomes and uh Tom Brady on the latest cover of uh, Madden they were saying one of the reasons you didn't see the um, them hit with the Madden curse that you know <laughs> Antonio Brown was still because he was on the cover and I believe in twenty eighteen or nineteen he was on the cover they were saying it's still all all going to him Antonio Brown is suffering from the long term Madden curse but. It's, it's just a mess. So, I don't know what he wants to play football. He wants to rap. He's got this rap song out now. So, I don't... He's taking pictures with Kanye. So, I don't know what he's going to do. But, uh, the, the guy needs help, I think. He honestly needs help. But there's something going on. I don't know if it's mental health or what's going on. Or he just needs to take more accountability. But there's something wrong with him. He's, he's not all there. No, he's not. There's just... There's definitely some instability there. I mean, four teams yeah, in how many teams. years? Four teams. Like, he, he was in Pittsburgh for a while, and then he went to the Raiders, and, of course, that situation blew up, and then he was with New England for, like, a week, and then they, and then they let him go. So you start to wonder. You go to four different teams, and all four teams, there's issues. Like, like come on, dude. Like, come on, man. I don't know. But um, any other thoughts on Mr. Antonio Brown? Any other thoughts on him? No, I don't. Except that, you know, you know, it's one thing to be angry, but, you know, if they made him angry, fine. But that just wasn't the way to respond to it. If that was the case, if he was angry, that just was not the way to respond at all. No, not at all. Very unprofessional on his part. Very unprofessional. But uh, let's I keep think, it. Go, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. I think at some point he'll look back on it and he's going to regret he did it. Like, man, I wish I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. He may not be hard this month, but I think at some point, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah, down the line as he gets older and everything and he's, you know, getting ready to retire and everything, he's sitting back saying, man, 
I, I, I should have done things differently. If I can wear, wear, write one of those like tell all books and everything, where you said like, you know, I, I should I should have done better. I should have done better. I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have been throwing my stuff in the um in the crowd and acting out and showing out. You know, Tom Brady he really did have my back. He, he looked out for me, and now now look what I did. I ruined that relationship. Let it start affecting his money. Yeah, bingo. There you go. We'll leave it at that. That was that exactly. You 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 nailed it right on the head on that one. Yep. Um, but like I was saying, um, let's keep it close to home. Our team, the Washington Football Team, they announced actually it was about a it was last week. It was last Tuesday announced that on two two twenty two Groundhog's Day, they're gonna. Have a new name. Finally, after all of this, you know, no more Washington football team. They're going to have a new name. They've been doing these videos on the website called uh, Making the Brand, and they hadn't done one in a while. But the latest one that came out was they're saying that they're going to reveal team name. And they kind of gave a little preview, like what the jerseys and stuff are going to look like. I, we were talking about this, you know, off air this time last week. And they're going to make the big review on the Today Show. So that's pretty huge, having it having it done that way. And they said, you know, one of the popular names that was thrown out there was Red Wolves. They said it won't be that because of um, trademark issues. I know a lot of people were upset about that. But you got to be very careful when it comes to trademarks and um, intellectual property and everything. It can be kind of tricky if you don't fully, like, understand and grasp the whole concept of that. So I can understand that you don't want any issues with that. So they showed some teasers. Uh, one of the names on there was Red Tails, uh, Commanders, uh, Defenders was one of the potential names. I think Red Hogs was another potential name. Uh, let me see. The Admirals, that was another potential name. So, we will see come next month what the actual name is going to be. They are still keeping the colors. It's still going to be the burgundy and gold, which is a good thing. I think they should definitely, you know, keep the colors. They shouldn't get rid of that. But uh, this time next month, we'll have a, we'll have a, actually have a name. Um, how, how, how do you feel about this? For our guys. Well, it's about time. Long overdue. Long overdue. But I understand it takes time, but at the same time, you're like, come on, like, give us a name. We don't need that. It's just the Washington football team, the team with no name. People want to, you know, make fun of that. But um, do you have a preference right. as far as what the name should be, or does it matter for you? I like, I like the Red Tails. Mm-hmm. I think. The Washington Red Tails. That kind of has a ring to it. I think it's catchy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like admirals. You know that sounds too. That sounds too political mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I like Red Wolves, but of course that's mm-hmm. out the window now. That was my favorite. Um, yeah. Because I felt like you know like red wolves you know like because it had the the first part of the name is red and even though you can't use red skins anymore you still have the red part mm. and that you know provided consistency and so um i liked it in terms of that um 
because I think, and I think that's probably why it was a fan favorite mm-hmm. because it didn't, you know, it wasn't too far off, you know, right. like it wasn't a, a complete, like, you know, something, you know, something that, you know, was kind of, you know, kept it relatable, you know, and kind of, you know, in some kind of way, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that connection to um, not the Redskins name, but to the to the team and, you know, like the colors and everything, which I'm glad that they kept like the burgundy and the gold. But I think that, you know, when you keep, you know, like Red Wolves, you know, like it would have kept, you know, kind of that consistency in a way. Yeah. Like fans would be, fans would be able to connect it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it, for long, for years, it was red skin, burgundy and gold. And then mm-hmm. it could be you know, red wolves, burgundy and gold. It was just, you know, something like it seemed like it would have, you know, made the smoothest transition. I think so, too. And they could have did some pretty nice jerseys with the whole red wolves and everything. That that, that would have been a very good marketing thing. That would, would have sold a lot of merch with them having that name. But at the same time, I can understand if they were going to have trademark issues. I mean, you don't want to have to worry about being able to market stuff, being able to do, you know, merchandise, jerseys, hats, and t-shirts and everything. That's going to be a big issue because you're going to want to be selling merchandise with this new name and everything. If it's going to be coming up with an issue like, hey, you know, you're going to get sued because somebody else owns that trademark. You don't want to, as much as you, we, we, the fans may like and want that name, if that's going to be causing any type of issues, that's the last thing you want. You don't want another name that's going to be bringing up a lot of issues and everything. So, it's going to be interesting. Most important thing, no matter what they call them, I mean, you're going to get people, oh, they should still be the Redskins. People are not going to like the new name or whatever, whatever they ended up calling them. But at the end of the day, as long as they they win and they put a decent product on the field, they can be called whatever you want to call them. Just, just at the end of the day, like like Al Davis used to say, you know, for the um, the Raiders owner, you know, rest him rest in peace. Uh, just win, baby. Just 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 win. Just just win some games. Don't don't be a dis- disappointment for us. We've been through so much disappointment with this team. Give us something to be proud of, no matter what the name is. But like I say, I like Red Tails. I think that's very nice. I think Commanders. I could live with that. Admirals. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see that one. Um, Red Hogs or Red Hawks. That wouldn't be bad, but. We shall see come come the second. Like I say, that's the you know what? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The Red Hogs that out that could possibly work yeah. because you know, like the whole like um like the unofficial mascot was like the pig. Mm, the hogs, like, yeah, and, and the offensive line too. They call the offensive linebacker they the hogs too. So you kind of tie with the pass as well. So keep that red in the name, and then you kind of you know talking about the hogs and everything like that old offensive line too. So that could work. Yeah, because I'm wondering because I remember, um, growing up, my grandfather 
because um, he was a Washington football team fan, formerly Washington Redskins. It was Redskins at the time. Mm-hmm. But like growing up, he had a broom. It was it was like a miniature broom. And the top of it was the hog. It, and it was like the face of a pig. And it had oh, the nice. burgundy. It had like a burgundy and gold skirt wrapped around a broom. And it said like Washington Redskins on it. Because that was the name of the team at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that just made me think. I just thought back to that when you mentioned Red Hogs. Because that's one way of, you know, keeping old ties that that were not offensive and are not offensive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's pretty big too for them to have this announcement on the Today Show. That's that's a pretty big deal, I feel. So they're making a big spectacle of the just announcing it on their website or announcing it on social media. They actually go have it on TV Today Show. That's like, you know, like a lot of people, you know, watch the Today Show. So for him to announce it on there, that makes it even more of a big, big, big deal. I mean, that's nice, but at the same time, the t- like they're doing it on the Today Show. That's what they were saying. And, that's like, one of the things they announced. I don't know, because they have multiple hours of the Today Show. I don't know if it's going to be like the early morning hour or like the 9 o'clock hour or anything like that or the 10 o'clock hour, but they said they're going to announce it on the Today Show. Is it going to be virtual or in person? Like, like is someone from the team going to announce it in person or virtually? through the show. They, they didn't say all of that. Only thing that they said was that it would be announced on the Today Show. I guess maybe as it gets closer, maybe we'll see, like, who's going to actually be there. Is Ron going to be there? Or um, Jason Wright's going to be there? Is it going to be virtual? Or how they actually going to do it? All they said was it will announce it on the Today Show. I guess we'll probably get more details as it gets closer, because we still got some got some time until then. But I haven't they, have, they haven't given all those details out yet. Because my only criticism for that would be, right. and it should be done in Washington. Uh. Don't you think? I think so. Now, unless they... I mean, it's bad. The stadium isn't in Washington. And they're going to announce... You're going to announce the name in New York? I mean, I think it's great. I think the Today Show is either virtual or maybe they'll, like I said, maybe they'll have set up here, at, you know, at either FedEx or at um, at the um, I was gonna say uh, Redskins Park, but uh, Washington, like Washington Football Team Park, where they have like you know practices and everything. Maybe they'll have a Today Show like set up here, like say, like say either virtually or maybe they'll have a set up here some kind of way, maybe. I didn't even think about that angle. That is done in New York. And that's, you know, one of our rivals and everything. You're going to announce that in, in, New, in New York City. You get a bunch of Giants fans show up there. Boo, we don't care about this. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good point exactly. you put up there. The na- our name should be announced at home. Oh, they're going to have the Today Show set up here. Because I can't imagine them having, having it set up there in New York. Like 
because I know they have like you know like they have the crowds outside the studio they when do. they do the Today Show mm-hmm. and stuff like oh, yeah. that, and mm-hmm. I'm sure the formatting of how they were going to announce it. Like I said, I'm okay with the virtual and stuff like that, but I'm just saying like in person, I just don't see the point in that because yeah, it's I, in a different state. Yeah, you're absolutely absolutely right. I was I wasn't even considering that, but like I say, let's 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 hope. I'll keep an I'll keep an eye out on that because I'm sure they'll probably you know make an announcement here pretty soon about that. But I'm thinking it's probably it, it either has to be virtual or they're coming here to the stadium or something. They 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 gotta make an announcement like that. You announcing the this is a huge announcement. Why would you want to have that in New York City in Giants Jets territory? Why would oh, Bills, Buffalo Bills territory. Why would you want to have the Washington team being named announced in New York? A, a, a division rival. So, that's, yeah. It's got, it's got to be virtual. It's got to be virtual or they're going to have it here somewhere. They, they have They have it, It's a must. They have to. They have to. And this is being done on Groundhog Day. We need a good name. Yeah. And we need the ground need the groundhog to not see its shadow so that winter can go away as soon as possible. There you go. Just we just need a good day that day. Yeah. We need a good day. Good day that day. We need an absolutely good day that day. Everything we need to go on our in our favor that day. That's a what's a Wednesday. So it's gotta we gotta we need a, we need a good Wednesday. <laughs> on the second. Good Wednesday. Give us a good name to send us off in the spring. There you go. There you go. And we're going to end it right there. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some of the games. Uh, this was history. I mean, the first 17-game season. So we had our first week 18 final games of the season. Um, we had some some pretty interesting matchups. I mean, some people were probably resting players and everything, but... Ultimately, we had they changed the schedule around when the schedule first came out with the games. Um, they only had all Sunday games, but we ended up getting two Saturday games. We got Chiefs, Broncos, Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys won 51 26, beating up on most of the Eagles' um, backup players. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but um, Chiefs beat the Broncos 28 24. And then close on to the Sunday games, our guys in Washington beat the Giants 22-7. Uh, the Browns beat the Bengals 21-16. Packers lost to the Lions uh, 30-37. Uh, Pittsburgh beat the Ravens 16-13. Jacksonville. Jacksonville beat the Colts. The Colts, all they had to do was win. They made the playoffs. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars and ended up missing Missing the playoffs. Uh, the Bills beat the Jets 27-10. Seattle beat uh, the Cardinals 38-30. Buccaneers beat the Panthers 41-17. Dolphins won 33-24 over the Patriots. 27-24. Uh, 49ers over the Rams. Let me see. Vikings beat the Bears 31-17. Saints beat the Falcons 30-20. And probably the best game of the week week was that Sunday night game in overtime the Raiders beat the Chargers in overtime 32 this crazy thing if both teams both of those guys and both of those teams that ended in a tie both teams would have made the playoffs but with the Raiders win they made the playoffs and the Steelers made the playoffs so all the Steelers fans are happy 
happy for that one. But um, any thoughts on any of these games, the final week of the season, week 18, any thoughts? I was actually kind of surprised at our team, the Washington football team. I'm surprised they did as well as they did. I, I really was not expecting them to win because that game against Dallas was just horrible. Oh, my God. That, 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 that was embarrassing. I mean, it's, it's one thing to lose, but, I mean, they got they got destroyed. That was absolutely Embarrassing. Even even in the game against the Eagles, where we you know had that um, Gilbert guy starting, we still dealing with a lot of COVID issues. Even in that game, we didn't get blown <laughs> blown out like that. We 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 showed more fight in that game than they did in that Dallas game. And you got Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne fighting on the sideline. It was like oh, just ugliness, ugliness all the way around. They might as well have had Jim Zorn. Oh, and God. Jay Goose oh. and Coach Game sit up in the box, call every single play if they were going to play that bad. Yes. They might as well have called them coaches back. Yes. Like, that's how bad they were. It was. It was. It was. It was absolutely embarrassing. There's, there's no excuse. It's one thing to lose. You know, it happens.
Lamar Jackson, the different ones, you know, Joe Burrow's been getting some recognition, um, what's his name, Josh Allen with the Bills, as well they should, very talented quarterback, but Derek Carr, he's a gamer, he's he's a baller, he, he, he can he can play, I, I, I like his game a lot. And I was not expecting the Lions to beat Green Bay. I, I know. Did not. <laughs> and it's crazy. Every time I picked, I picked the Lions, because the Lions, even though they had a bad record, they've been competitive and fighting hard in all their games. It's like every time I don't pick them, they win. And when I do pick them, they lose. So it's just like, I can keep, you can't, you can't win, win for nothing. I'm like, geez. But that, that was definitely, that game was a shocker. And the Jacksonville over the Colts was a shocker. I mean, 26 to 11. And it just knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. Who have been playing pretty good this season. Colts had a pretty good good season. And they lost, lost to Jacksonville. I'm like, ooh, ugly. Yeah, I just. I just, I just did not see it coming. Yeah, but I you always say any given Sunday, anything can happen, especially when it comes to division game. That's one of the things I always say when I do when I do my picks. I say division games, they're tricky. They can honestly go either way because nobody knows you like your division opponent. That's the team you play every year, twice a year. They know your strengths. They know your weaknesses. They know everything about you. So, Anything can happen. That's one thing. Always that final week of the season is always all. It's all division games. So anything can happen, especially like, like I said, Jacksonville. Who would have thought they would have won? Who would have thought the Lions would beat the Packers? I think Aaron Rodgers. I think he played the. I think uh, Jordan Love eventually came in, but Aaron Rodgers did play there for a while. So hey, that's hey, good, 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 good for good for the Lions. Good, good for the Lions. You want to see teams like that just, you know, struggling and everything. You, you want to see them, you know, have some success. You don't want to see nobody struggle like that. I mean, they beat a playoff team. They did. That has the first, that has the first round bye with only exactly. three wins in the season. They came in with two of those wins. They'd only won two games and then came in and beat Green Bay, who has a first round bye. Imagine what they could have done had they won all those games. Very true. Imagine what they could have done. I mean, like I say, any 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 given Sunday, even like I said, the worst team they could they could rally up and win a game on any given Sunday. And we've seen a lot of that throughout the course of the season. We've seen a lot of upsets throughout the course of the season. Teams you think gonna win end up losing, or teams you think gonna lose end up winning. You just, you just, you just never know when it comes to football. It's very unpredictable like that when it comes to NFL football. Just like they always say, any given Sunday, anything can happen and anything is possible. Anything. Oh yeah. Uh, that's just. I don't know. It's just, well, and you know how my picking has been going this season, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got nine right the last time. That's not that's not bad. I, that, that's what I got this week. I wouldn't be my own friend Vanda. We went nine and seven on our picks this week. So, yep. So you know, I know firsthand that anything can happen. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, 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 I understand. I definitely understand. I feel you on that one. And then, so basically, all the playoff 
matchups and everything are set. Uh, on the a AFC side, uh, Tennessee, they got the first round by, and you got Chiefs, Steelers, you got Patriots, Bills, Bengals, Raiders. Uh, on the NFC side, the Packers got the first round by, uh, then you got Tampa Eagles, San Francisco, Dallas, and then you got the um, Rams, Rams and the Cardinals. Um, all those, those all your playoff teams. And then this weekend we got Super Wild Card Weekend. We got two games on Saturday. We got the Bengals and Raiders, Bills, Patriots. Sunday we got Tampa. Eagles, 49ers, Dallas, Kansas City, and Steelers. And then for the first time ever uh, when it comes to the wildcard games, uh, we got the Rams and the Cardinals on Monday night. That's a first. And they're going to have the, um, I don't know if you paid any attention to it, the whole uh, Manning cast. Like, they'll, they'll advertise, they'll, they'll show the regular game on ESPN, but then on ESPN2, I think on ESPN Plus as well, they have... Uh, Peyton and Eli kind of talking about the game. They're kind of breaking it down, going over different uh, plays and schemes and stuff throughout the course of the game. They have guests on there. They've had LeBron. They've had uh, Bill Cowher was on there. They had Roger Goodell on there. They had Snoop. They had Marshawn Lynch. It's, it's really, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a different way to kind of watch the game. They kind of they got a whole little setup and everything, and then like they're doing the interviews and they're watching the game and kind of like calling out plays and different stuff. It's 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 it's, it's good TV. They're, they're, the Mannings and brothers are very entertaining, highly entertaining. But um, those are your um wild, those are your playoff matchups and those are your wild card matchups. But um, how do how do you feel about this uh postseason with these games and everything? How, what what, what you thinking about? How you feeling? I actually think that it's a, there's some pretty good matchups. I think that this is the time where teams really put on their A game. They really put their best foot forward. Not that they haven't all season long, but I just feel it once it gets to playoffs, it's like, you know, up the ante. And I just, I think that we are going to see we're going to continue to see upsets. Uh-huh. They're going to be quite a few underdogs winning these games. I'll just put it that way. Because uh-huh. once you get into the postseason, it's a, it's a totally different season. What happened in the regular season is no more. And it's a, it's a whole new season. It's a whole, it's a whole new game. These teams that are in it, they have just as good, good a chance as anybody to advance and get to the Get to the Super Bowl. It wouldn't shock me if, uh, let's see, some of these games here. It wouldn't shock me if the Eagles beat Tampa. I mean, that is Tom Brady and everything. That wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. Uh, 49ers, Dallas. That could go either way. Cardinals, Rams. That could go any either way. I wouldn't count out the Raiders against the Bengals. I mean, the Raiders, they seem to have some fight about them. That's another one that could go either way. Patriots and Bills. Never count out Bill Belichick in the playoff. Yeah, he has a rookie quarterback, but that's still Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Do you never count him out? And Steelers and Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are obviously going to be a favorite in that one, but Big Ben, could this very well be his... You know, 
last season in Pittsburgh or last season overall. He maybe he retired. Who knows? Maybe he might feel he has another run in him to kind of get to the Super Bowl. So any of these teams, any of these teams, I could see, you know, getting to the Super Bowl. And of course, you know, Green Bay, as long as you got number 12 back there, Aaron Rodgers, you're always going to have a shot. The Titans, they're supposed to be getting Derrick Henry back. That's going to be a huge help for them. So, look out for the Titans. They, 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 they were able to hold their own. They were able to hold on and get that number one spot and get that bye week. So, even without Derrick Henry being in the lineup, they were still able to manage and win games. So, it's anybody's game right now. It's wide open. Anybody can get to the Super Bowl at this point. There's no, oh, this team's definitely a lock. Anything can happen with these games. Now, you know that 49ers and Cowboys game can go either way because you know how them Cowboys are. Especially (laughs) when it comes to the postseason. Like, everybody kept hyping them up. Oh, they going to the Super Bowl. Oh, they got on this. Yes, Dallas has talent on both sides of the ball. Dak Dak Prescott can play. Ezekiel Elliott can play. They got great receivers. And C.D. Lamb and, um, um, what's his name? Um, Amari Cooper. He's a very good uh, talent. But they can also mess it up. That's the thing they're known for. We've seen this We've seen this many a times. They've had these talented teams. Like, oh, they're going to be so talented. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. And they end up getting knocked out in the first round or knocked out in the next round. So, there's no there's no lock for them. Because we've seen them beat up on them. They beat up on us. They beat up on the Eagles. But yet, they lost to... They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to Tampa Bay early in the first game of the season. They lost to Arizona a couple of weeks ago. So it's not the better teams. It's kind of giving them trouble. And they're, they're up and down. Because they, they have, honestly, they have all the talent to get to the Super Bowl. On both sides of the ball. The defense that Michael Parsons is very talented. Uh, Diggs, the cornerback, even though he's getting up a lot of yards. He's got like 11 picks this season. The talent is there, but can they live up to expectations and get over the hump? That is to be seen, because do not sleep on the 49ers. Jimmy G and Kettle and that Debo Samuels is a very talented guy. That defensive front over there, Kyle Shanahan, that is a very talented team over there. The team that was just the Super Bowl. The only reason they didn't get back to the playoffs and stuff last year is because they dealt with a lot of injuries. But that is a talented team that was not that long ago in the Super Bowl, so... Dallas better watch out. Do not take those guys lightly over there in San Francisco. Yep. Exactly. Just can't sleep on can't sleep on either one of those teams. No, you, just you can't. really can't. You really, really, really can't. You really, really can't. But um, any predictions for those first games? Um, any, 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 any who, who you liking in these in the games that's coming up this weekend? Let's see. Um, I like the Raiders okay. in that game against the Bears. You know, it, it can go either way, uh-huh. and I do like Joe Burrow because you know he's fifteen and zero at oh, LSU. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's your guy. Yeah, but I think the Raiders because I don't know. I think they're just you know screaming resilience this season. Uh huh. They definitely are. Like I said, after all they've been through, they've they've def- they definitely deserve some credit. They could they could have just folded and just tanked, which is what a lot of people expected them to do. For them to even even be there is an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. 
And for the Patriots and Bills, I like the Bills. Okay. I've been saying, but I've been saying that all season, so I like the Bills for that uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Uh um, For the Eagles and the Buccaneers, um, if I were to bet, I would put my money on the Bucks. Um, yeah, okay. I would just put them on. The, I would say when, even though the Eagles could. You know, yeah, yeah, true. And then um, 49ers and Cowboys. I'm going with the 49ers. You know, I can't. I'm with you there. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> I can't with them. I just can't. No. Steelers and Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I always okay. have. Uh-huh. Um. And this is like their third playoffs in a row, so yeah, that works in my favor. Back to back Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, yep. Cardinals and the Rams. Ooh, that's 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 a tough one. That's a really really tough one. Ooh, that's tough. Two um, very talented teams right there. Oh man, I really wish Larry Fitzgerald was still playing. Oh yeah, love him. Great receiver, great wide receiver. I don't know. I think I don't know. Maybe the Rams. If I had to choose, I really don't know about this one. That yeah, that could that 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 could go either way. I mean, I like Kyler Murray with Kyle Kyler Murray what he's doing over there, but the Rams with Sean McVay and you got. Um, you got Matthew Stafford. You got Odell Beckham over there now. You got Cooper Cup, who led the he, he had the triple crown. He led the league in receiving yards, uh, touchdowns, and category, and catches. Um, so they got a very they got a very good team when they got Aaron Donald on the defensive side. So they good on both sides of the ball. But the Cardinals, they've been scrappy too. They've had some injuries and everything. Kyler was out. Uh, JJ Watt was out. You still got DeAndre Hopkins. He's he's not coming back. He's done for the season. But the Cardinals have a good team, but that's 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 probably the toughest game of the weekend to pick. But I but the Rams Rams is a good choice. I feel. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. But um, any other thoughts on the playoff games? Any, any other thoughts or anything? That's it on my end. Okay, so uh, one more thing before we wrap up here. Uh, this MVP race. Now most people are saying it's coming down to. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they both had phenomenal, phenomenal seasons. I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw 4,115 yards, 37 touchdowns, four and only four interceptions. While Tom Brady, at 44 years old, led the league in passing with 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Now, those are the two top candidates. I'm going to throw another wild card pick in there. Jonathan Taylor, the running back from the Colts. He had a very good season. Uh, 332 carries, 1,811 yards, 18 touchdowns. Um, he had 40 receptions, and he had the most um, rushing yards for a Colts since uh, Edwin James, so he broke his record. He, he should be in the mix, too. I doubt he'll get it, but he'd be like a sleeper pick to um, potentially win the MVP. But uh, 
Based off of all of that, who do you think is the league MVP this season? Tom Brady. I mean, who else would it be? He's 44 years old. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they want to say, you know, that he's the oldest person to be, you know, chosen as MVP. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that's how I'm leaning too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a phenomenal season. I mean, after all that old drama and everything he had during the offseason, like, was he going to stay? Was he going to go? And he's on vacation and he's not showing up. And then they lost that game to the Saints and really haven't looked back since. He's having a phenomenal season. I believe he won the MVP last season. So he's definitely in position to win another MVP, but I'm taking Tom Brady, too, because at his age, to do what he's doing is unbelievable. We'll probably never see that. Say what you want about Tom Brady, what he's doing. I mean, it's one thing to do it with the Patriots, but to go to Tampa Bay, a team that really wasn't <laughs> much of a factor here in recent in recent years, to go over there, win the Super Bowl, go over there, once again, have them in the playoffs, to put the numbers that he's put up, the numbers that he's putting up at his age is just is just it's it's amazing. I mean, the only other person that had over five thousand yards was uh, Justin Herbert, but everybody else like Matthew Stafford, he had like four thousand eight hundred sixty six. Patrick Mahomes had four thousand eight hundred thirty nine. Derek Carr had four thousand eight hundred four. Then you had Joe Burrow four thousand six hundred eleven. Dak had four thousand four hundred forty nine. Josh Allen had four hundred. 4,407, Kirk Cousins was number 9, 4,221, and Aaron Rodgers, like I said, he was 10th, uh, 4,115. But to do what he's doing at his age is just unbelievable. This is, this is the point where you either retire or you're a shell of yourself. And him to be putting up those kind of numbers still is unbelievable. Love him, hate him, say what you want about Tom Brady. He's your MVP for this season. Yeah, based on his age alone. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. I mean, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's, he's up there too. He's 38, but these, he guys, get... these guys almost, he's pushing 50. And he's putting up those kind of numbers. And he'll probably still be playing at 50. He, I mean, he, why he, wouldn't you give it to him? Yeah, I mean, he was he was kept saying, joking, like he said he's going to play till 50. But at this point... I wouldn't put it past him. I would not. Put I think it past he's going. To, I think he's going to do it. He just might do it. He just might do it. You just never, never know. And I always find it funny, like on the um, last year's Madden game, he was still on the game. I think he was he was pushing fifty on the game. He was like forty. I actually picked him up actually. The um, Tampa had let him go, but I actually picked him up. He was like 47, 48, and he was still. <laughs> I know it's just a video game, but he was still playing pretty well. And to see him do that actually in real life, too, put up those kind of numbers. Like I said, more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, look at some of these names on here. He's got more passing yards. These are guys that are much. <laughs> much younger than what, what he is and he's just outperforming them all. It's unbelievable. It's like I said, we'll never see anybody else. Like what he's doing, what LeBron James is doing in the NBA at his age, it's just 
unbelievable. That's the only thing you can really compare it to. Like in the NBA, you got LeBron James. He's playing phenomenal at the moment. So, but in football, for him to be doing what he's doing, pushing fifty is just unbelievable. He's definitely going to come back. He's definitely gonna, will he make it to fifty? Who knows? But he's going he's going to get close. He definitely maybe plays the East maybe like. 47, 48, that would not shock me whatsoever. It really wouldn't. I'm, I'm not doubting that, man. I'm, I'm, at this point, let him play for as long as he wants to play. He's going to be playing with people's grandkids at the rate of this boy, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> grandkids coming in there. I used to play with your dad. I used to play, I used to play with him. <laughs> And he doesn't look, he looks, he looks just as young as that. He doesn't look old whatsoever. I don't know what he's doing, exercise he's doing, water he's drinking. He looks just as young as he did when he was winning those Super Bowls early on in the Patriots days. The man doesn't age. <laughs> Put me on his nutrition plan. Exactly. Whatever he's doing, sign me up for that. Sign me up definitely. But yeah, Tom Brady, the MVP for this 18-game season. But um, that's it on my end. Anything else? Anything else before we get up out of here? Oh, that's it for me. Thanks again for having me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thank you for being a part of the show once again. And guys, you guys, as we wrap up here, you can follow me on Twitter, at MoneymakerChris, as well as Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23 also, my other page at the Moneymaker three fifteen. Follow that one as well. Follow this show's page at Three and Out Podcast on Twitter. I'm normally tweeting during games, tweeting throughout the course of the week. Anybody, any tweets you see on that page is from me. I'm directly, you know, handling that page. Uh, check out my website, thecashandexperience.com. Everything is up on there. Blog products, you name it. Everything is up there on the website, including the picks. Football and friends. The picks for the wildcard games will probably be out probably Thursday or Friday. I'll definitely have definitely I definitely have them out before the Saturday game game. So I got uh got my good friend uh JD picking as well as Mr. Jay Giles, who's in charge of this network. He'll be picking with me once again. So yeah, look forward to our picks for the upcoming wildcard games this week. But um that's it for me on my end. Um any last words to close out this episode? We always end with last words. Any last words to close out the show? Amber. Anything. Could be about anything. Just hoping for a good playoff season or a good postseason. I hope the games are clean. I hope that there aren't, you know, I hope there, you know, hope there aren't any brawls that break out. I just hope it's a clean game. I hope that all the referees are fair and that they make fair decisions and that it's just, you know, and that the teams come to play ball. There you go. Clean game, no crooked referees, and everybody come to play. You got to love it. That's that, that's, what, that's what we <laughs> want at the end. That's what we want at the end of the day. <laughs> right, because nobody wants to see a shutout in postseason. Nobody. No. You don't you don't want to see a shutout or a blowout or anything like that. Unless it's your, you know, maybe your team you're pulling for is in the playoffs. Maybe you want to see it. But you wanna you wanna see a close co- competitive back and forth game where you're going like the game you got on um Sunday night that was you on the edge of your seat all the way up to the end. That's what that's what you want to see come postseason. You want to see 
close competitive game. You don't like I said, you don't want to see a shutout or a blowout or anything. You want to see a game that's going to have you on the edge of your seat. Right, put some points up, everybody. Yeah, everybody, put some points up. You're in the postseason for a reason. Make it interesting. Make it count. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you guys take care. Be safe as always. And we'll be seeing you real soon talking about these playoff games. Take care. Peace out.